0: If this is your first time listening to the Positively Joy podcast, welcome! We're so glad to have you and we'd love for you to become a part of our online podcast family. So please subscribe or hit that follow button wherever you listen to podcasts. Or to receive updates emailed to you, text the letter P and the word joy, PJOY, to 22828 and you'll get exclusive updates about upcoming episodes, contests, and all sorts of great things. If you're a crafter and you watch YouTube, then you just might know those opening chords to a very popular show called Posh Paper Lady, hosted by a very talented paper crafter named Sherry. Sherry shoots out of her little she shed in the backyard of her Charlotte, North Carolina home, and she brings in thousands of people to watch her make all different kinds of things created out of paper. Whenever I watch her show, I see how much joy she brings to her fans and thought, she needs to be on the Positively Joy podcast, and she graciously said yes. So today, we're going to find out a lot more than you might know about Sherry, and there's even a surprise at the end, so hang in there. All right, here we go. Hello, and welcome to Positively Joy, the podcast on searching for the light and joy in all seasons. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and I'm so happy about today's guest. Um, she is a rarity, to me anyway, in the YouTube world, uh, and she is Sherry of Posh Paper Lady. Sherry, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Oh, well, thank you for inviting me. That is actually a privilege. It's an honor to do this. I've never done one before, so I am thrilled to be my first.
0: Wow, well, that's really, really great. Now, Sherry, you go by Sherry, and you normally do not use your last name, and I did not know if we wanted to do that today or not.
1: Well, I actually use two last names. My last name before marriage is Williams. My last name after marriage is Jones. When I'm doing business, I use Sherry Williams. When I'm doing stuff with the family, I am Sherry Jones. So you guys will know me as Sherry Williams.
0: All right, all right. Well, Sherry, I want to start off by reading something to you, and Mm -hmm. it is by one of your fans. Uh, It was a a comment, oh, and I don't remember if it was a comment during the premiere or just a comment on one of your pages, Um, Mm -hmm. but her name is Margaret, and she says this, uh, and you were obviously making something amazing. This is why I'm finally going to get into crafting. Someone who shows passion and wants to teach others. Thank you so much. And that, I think, is a really good description of how many of your fans feel about you. It's a real family community. And you always say, you know, you'd love us to join your online crafting family. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, what I can see is is there are many people there who truly feel that way. So let's talk a little bit about what you do. Uh, Explain exactly what your channel, Posh Paper Lady, is all about.
1: Okay, so what I do is actually called 3D Paper Crafting. And that means that I'm not paper crafting in the flat. I am paper crafting something of dimension. It's usually three-dimensional in what I'm doing. So for me, I have all the bells and whistles, of the machines that can do the paper crafting for you. But I am a hands-on paper crafter. So I like taking my paper from the raw paper stage all the way to a finished craft. So paper crafting is really just a whole, for me, paper crafting is making something useful, not just making something pretty, but something that can be used in everyday life, something that can be given as a keepsake gift, something that has a purpose, and I'm not just crafting for the fun of crafting, I love to paper craft this, I hope it comes across when I'm doing it, but I like for my items to have longevity, so it really is all paper-based crafting.
0: Mm. And we are talking, we are talking boxes, we are talking mm-hmm. notepads, we are mm-hmm. talking purses, we yes. are talking um, little, little. I don't know, what they're, display, almost like a display platform. I mean, just the kinds yeah. of things that you wouldn't expect to be made from paper. Right. I, I can't think of anything that you can't make.
1: <laughs> well, that's a challenge for me, because when I see things, I always ask, and I challenge myself, can I make that out of paper? Sometimes I'm successful, sometimes I'm not, but I'm always willing to try it. So a lot of people won't believe that certain things are made of paper,
0: but they genuinely are made of paper, and they are made to last. Mm. So you bring such joy to your YouTube audience, and that's why I asked you on this show. Uh, It's just, Mm -hmm. that's what I think of when I I see your... um, your premieres, especially now your premieres where you are live chatting along with the premiere of the video, Um, there's just a joy. People just, they love talking to you, they are commenting in real time, and then you are responding to the comment. Um, So anyway, that, I mean, that's why you're here. So tell me, why crafting? How did you get into it?
1: Well, I've always been, um, I'll call myself an artisan. I've always enjoyed art of some type, but I think my love of working with my hands originated with my dad. He was an amazing crafter with his hands. There was nothing the man could not do. My father died in 1993, but he left a legacy throughout the city of North Carolina. He would craft items. He would have quarters for his items, and he mainly worked with wood, and he could take anything old and just refinish it, It was amazing what he was able to do. So just watching him with his hands, watching the craftsmanship and the quality that he put into his work. And so for me, knowing that I love to craft anyway, my love of paper crafting really grew when I had my oldest daughter in 1986. Uh, Mike and I didn't have a whole lot of money in 1986, but there were so many people who were important in my life life and I wanted to be able to give nice things to them and plus I also wanted my daughter when she started having birthday parties to have that party where everybody wanted to be at that party so I started um, with just plain old post board and wrapping paper just making things and giving them away and from that it really turned into what it is today. I mean people would always not believe that I made this wrapping paper and poster board, but it was true, and so it just grew and grew and grew, and, of course, materials became so more readily available, better qualities, papers, chipboard. I mean, when chipboard came out to us in general, my life was changed because it was what I had been waiting on, chipboard.
0: And and let's just tell our audience, chipboard is basically... Uh, a, a very firm version of cardboard. It's it's a firmer version.
1: And it's non corrugated, so it won't bend like cardboard will. It is truly what I prefer to work with when I'm
0: crafting. Mm.
1: So, yeah, that's how it grew. It just grew from um, being a new mom who wanted to do the best for people who were instrumental in supporting me and this new baby. In my new life as a mom, just all of that, The teachers that my daughter would interact with, just being able to give them something handcrafted, but not look like I threw macaroni on a piece of board and glued it down and handed it. Something that would be something.
0: We talked about some of the kinds of creations that 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 you make. Um, you know, you are and you are famous for some. You're famous for your for your skinny minis. You know, your your skinny notepads and. And um, I found last, last year, uh, I, I kind of went back, and I was just looking at some of your earlier ones. And I found these three-dimensional paper snowflakes. Yes. And made several of those for my tree and gave a few away, too. Um, how do you come up with these every day, um, I wonder? So
1: the paper snowflakes um, are not my original idea. paper snowflakes have been around for a long time and I used to be a part of a crafting club and I learned about the paper snowflakes from one of the other ladies that was in the club and so we made them as our monthly project so I want to make sure I put that out there that I don't take credit for that I don't even think she can take credit for it but it's always been one of those things that's out there for me sometimes the challenge of the moment inspires me to create and I'll give you an example um, my paper purses. When I started making paper purses, my paper purses started because Mike and I were going out to dinner one day, and we drove by a Walmart, and there was a whole family, children included, and they had a sign. They were homeless, didn't have a place to stay. Mm. So we kept driving, and you know, it just bothered me, the whole meal. Here we are going out this nice meal that these people don't have. And we still went out to eat. And when we came back, we were driving back, and I had already said to myself, if they are there when I get back, I'm gonna do something about it. So we drove by, I didn't tell Mike what I was planning. We drove by, we went home, and I told Mike, I said, I'll be right back. So I only had like eight bucks in my purse. So I went up and and they were Hispanic, but the daughter spoke English. And I asked her what was going on, and she said their car had broken down, they were on their way to Texas, they had used all of their money, and they were sleeping in the van. And it was a mom, a baby, the little girl, the grandmother, and the father, all of them sleeping in the van. So, I went over to the mother, and I gave her the money that I had, because, you know, that was truly the least I could do. Right. But then that wasn't enough, so... There was an in-town suites hotel, and I told them, if y'all would just follow me, and I went to the hotel. And I gave the guy my card, and I said, I'm going to pay for a week so that these people don't have to stay on the street. So then when I got home, and I kept thinking, I need to do more. You know, I can't give all the money I have, but I have a gift to earn money, and I need to do more. So I started telling some of my coworkers at work, Everybody wanted to contribute. So that's how the paper purse was born. I wanted to make sure that I would give these people something really beautiful, something beautiful they were about to do. So I designed my paper purses, and I filled them with all types of goodies, and I took them to work. And I think I took about 20 to work, and I was selling them for $75. I sold every one of them. Wow. So every one that day, every one of them, and I don't know if people were buying because they were beautiful or people were buying because they wanted to help, and probably a combination of both, but with the money that I was able to earn, you know, I was able to help this family even more, and then other people stepped in and helped them, and other people stepped in, the father was able to get a temporary job as a janitor at a local church, and then he was able to save up enough money and they were able to make contact with the relatives in Texas. So it all had a happy ending. But like I said, usually when I'm crafting something unique and something new, it's born out of some type of a challenge that I want something special to help me meet that challenge. If that makes any
0: sense. Yeah, I mean, that's. Wow! Yeah, I mean that's—it's a great story, but it shows—it shows that that this kind of crafting to you does not have to be frivolous. You know what I mean? No, no, it
1: does
0: not have to be. It shouldn't be. Yeah! Wow! Wow! So uh, we were talking about your online family, and we—and I kind of mentioned the premieres, but it's the, its the opportunity to basically debut your video and be there live when people are watching it for the first time. And so I know you, again, I'm not sure if this is new to YouTube, but I know you started doing this fairly recently. Um, and tell me about the energy you feel when you are interacting with your, with the with the people who come to your channel every day.
1: Okay. Um, I think that Premieres has been around for a couple of years on YouTube. Okay. I happen to find it because I'm always searching YouTube for ways that I can make my channel better. And this just happened to pop up. So I thought, okay, well, let me try it and see how it works. I can try it once. And if it doesn't work, I don't ever have to do it again. Mm -hmm. But um, I absolutely love the premieres. I didn't know if I would, because most people would not even think this about me, but I am an introvert at heart. My natural state is to be an introvert. I can be by myself all day and be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't, I've never had a problem speaking to people, but my preference is, <laughs> I can just be alone and be fine. But um, when I do the premieres every day, it amazes me how quickly they're over, because just the interaction, the energy that you guys bring to the chat, the um, it's almost like you have found this whole bunch of friends from everywhere that you, in any other circumstance in life, probably never would have come in contact with. Mm -hmm. And this thing of paper crafting brought you all together. And then you realize just how much you actually have in common with people probably never would have met were it not for this. And when I am interacting with people, my response is back to genuine. When they say something that's touching to me, it really is touching. Um, It's just been an amazing ride. I never thought that in a million years this would be me
0: doing any of this. So it's been amazing. Wow. Now, I can can see your head and shoulders right now. But on your channel, we normally only see your hands and your beautiful blue nails. Um, Has that always been your calling card and why blue? Okay, so
1: I love blue. And in particular, I love cobalt blue. I always have. And I used to work in corporate America and very conservative corporate America. And every now and then I some blue and you always get, you know, the looks because it, it, it wasn't the norm for people to come into the office with blue nails. Mm-hmm. But I've always loved blue. And I've always loved blue nail polish. So when I started on YouTube, I thought I'd better play it safe and go conservative. So in my earlier videos, you guys won't see emails because I just didn't know, first of all, if YouTube was ready for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if they were ready for the flavor and the difference I would bring um, to the crafting community. And I think maybe, maybe 10 or 12 videos in, I decided two things. I'm not cutting with scissors anymore. I'm using what I know, which is my orange finger blade. I was struggling cutting with scissors because I knew that's what everyone used. And I was trying to conform. And I'm painting my nails my natural color, which is blue. So, I made that change. I said it on the channel, sorry guys, I'm not using scissors anymore. This is what I really craft crafted with. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm gonna use. And then my nails converted to blue and that is my color. That is my one of my favorite colors, and I just love the way blue nail polish looks on my hands. So
0: that's it. Well, I think you probably converted a lot of people to the finger blade. I have not gotten one yet. I, I keep looking at it. I, I don't. I'm always afraid that I might cut myself.
1: <laughs> no, it's really, a very easy tool to to use. It can be intimidating when you first try it, but it really is a very easy. And it's
0: easier for me to use the scissors. Okay. Well, and and you want to feel completely comfortable and at ease because you will produce your best work that way. Right. Right, right. Um, So, you know, there may be some people listening who are not paper crafters and really don't know what we're talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. But they probably have seen other YouTube channels. There are many, you know, a million YouTube channels out there. Mm -hmm. You just mentioned wondering if YouTube was ready for you and and (laughs) difference. And so, you know, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by your difference?
1: Okay, I mean several things. So, before I joined YouTube, if everything, mostly everything was quick, let's get it done. Let's make it one single layer. Let's make it quick and easy, not necessarily functional. You know, I don't want to bash other channels. But as a paper crafter that was my observation and I saw it across the board and I saw that that's what viewers seem to be demanding we want fast quick and easy so uh, for me uh, it took me a long time to get to the point where I would actually do a YouTube channel and it's only because of my sister Denise that I'm actually doing this YouTube channel because of her strong encouragement Telling me that I was perfect for YouTube and people are ready for what you're offering. But for me, I didn't think that um, my style of crafting would be the style that people wanted to gravitate to for several reasons. One of them being I don't do the most low-cost crafting when it comes to what you need to get a finished project. Um, And I don't do necessarily the quick and My crafting can be a little bit labor-intensive sometimes. So all of those things made me think that, okay, people aren't necessarily ready for this person's style of crafting because the condition had been set of fast, quick, and easy. And not necessarily are we... It used to be that we were crafting for functionality. And then it seems like, community got away from that Mm -hmm. and we're crafting for the cuteness of what we get when we And another something. Another reason why I wanted when I decided that I wanted to join YouTube another reason for joining was because I wanted to teach fundamentals of paper crafting. I have probably every machine that's ever been made but if that's all I had then I don't know anything about paper crafting. I know how to go and press a button and get an end result. I don't know how to sit down and score a piece of paper, measure that paper out, figure out that angle to make what it is that I want. And that was my goal when I joined YouTube, was to make us not so machine dependent, but to be able to paper craft from the word go, and then those machines become an enhancement to the craft. It doesn't become the craft itself. And for me, I might sound a little preachy now, but for me, I saw that there was just too much dependence, and there is too much dependence on machines. Everybody thinks they've got to have that machine, they've got to have those guys, and my whole point is you don't. They are a great supplement, but they are not the the-all and end-all of the crafting. To me, my hands are. I can do more with my hands than I can do with my cream. Mm. that makes sense?
0: Oh, sure, sure. So you mentioned your husband, Mike, and you just mentioned your sisters. You know, I really like that you talk about your family on the channel, and I think that your followers also enjoy that, too. Um, you know, I think that I think that one day, you know, everybody probably want, wants to know what Mike looks like and, <laughs> and, and your sisters. Um, it's 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 a part, I think, of your appeal. Um, mm-hmm. Did you do that from the beginning or, you know, did you ever feel like I don't want to reveal too much?
1: Um, From the beginning, I was more reserved. Um, I think I first started talking about Mike when I did the tour of my craft studio.
0: I just watched that again today.
1: That was when I think I first mentioned his name. I'm not really sure. But Mike is a big part of my crafting. And he's a big part of why crafting is accessible to me now. It's so much easier for me now. So I do talk about him. And my family has always been a close one. I am from a family of seven. Mm. And one of my brothers has since passed away. But we were always very, very close. And we and I have three other sisters and we remain very close. We don't all live too far from one another. So my family is very important to me. My daughters, of course, are extremely important to me. But just the whole family and the extended family with my nieces and my nephews, all of that is extremely important. So I decided that from time to time I would interject just little tidbits here and
0: there about the family. Okay. And so you have two families. You have your personal family and you have your online family. And like any family, your online family sometimes can be a little crazy, a little dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 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 you try and keep the family together. How do you do it?
1: It's a challenge. It's challenging. And what I have discovered, like any good mom who has raised her children right, it ain't my kids acting up. <laughs> it's usually the neighbor's kids coming over to my yard acting stupid. Uh-huh. So that's normally what the problem is. When I have issues on the channel, it really isn't people that are interacting with the channel because they want to be a part of the channel. It's outside forces coming in and trying to be disruptive. And just like with any naughty child, sometimes those outside forces have to be put in timeout. Sometimes those outside forces need a little bit of spanking. So that normally is the way that um, I deal with it. And... One of the things that I will say is that when I joined YouTube, I didn't think that I would even encounter this. Because for me, it's just paperback. You know, we're on here to have a great time. I didn't think that I would encounter what I have encountered from um, viewers as well as other channels. I have been disappointed in that realm as well. But, you know, you take the good with the bad.
0: I wonder, have you found uh, an uptick in your followers since the pandemic?
1: Yes. Thanks. I would say yes, I have. I think that people are looking for positive outlets to be able to not even think about the pandemic. Um, people have been you know, quarantined at home for so long or limited on what they are able to do. I think a lot of people and most other channels... Um, of quality you have probably seen it as well where people are looking for good divergence to what's going on in the outside world because you know the pandemic is one of those things that is so unfortunate and it's so unfortunate should it be where it is today probably not but it's um, one of those things that will happen in humanity from time to time and it's one of those things that through God's graces we will get through it. We just need to remember that we're all human. We're all in this together. There is no us. There is no them. Everybody is in this pandemic together over the same boat and we should do everything we possibly can to steer that boat in the right direction. There is no us or them.
0: And so, a guest of mine at one time talked about activating your joy. So, okay. how can crafting help do that?
1: Well, for me, and, I, and I'll speak on how it activates my joy, because we all have days where you, know, if you wake up and you're in the best of moods, probably, and then something will happen and bring you down. And I'll use my own, I'll use my recent situation as an example of that. When, and I spoke on this on the channel, and all of that ugliness happened, and I went offline for like three days because I really had to be proofing, praying, get my mind right to come back and deal with all of that ugliness. I wasn't just sitting around watching TV. The best way for me to activate my joy is to create. The best way for me to activate my joy is to put my hands on this some paper and some glue and sit down and create. And I think it's such a satisfactory feeling for anyone. Even if you're watching a YouTube video and you're not the designer of that item. If you're watching a YouTube video and you create it, you watch me make something and you're able to make it, it's just such a rewarding feeling that you just made this and maybe a week ago you didn't know how. So for me, I think that creating, getting your hands in there and doing it and then making it, it how can it not bring you joy? How can it not make you forget about whatever's still bothering you that day? It's truly when I'm crafting, I lose myself in the craft. I don't care how bad the day is. I don't think about anything else. But when I'm actually doing and by the time I finish, I feel a lot
0: better. That's great. Um, how is faith important in your life? And do you have a favorite scripture verse that relates to the season that you're walking through?
1: Um, I have a favorite scripture that relates to not the season that I'm walking through right now, but it was a very trying season that I walked through when I was in corporate America. And Brad, if you're listening, this is for you. So, Okay. <laughs> but I had... Um, and he knows it, because anything I'm going to say to you, I actually said to him, I had the worst manager that ever walked the face of this earth. Mm. And I have never met a more mean-spirited person who just by the grace of, just by getting up in the morning could not appreciate what others could bring to the table would allow his lack of affect how he treated other people, would allow the fact that a female might know more than him be detrimental and set out to purposely make that female's life miserable from the time that he walked through the door. So there were some real trying times that took place. And it was a horrible season in my life, but I'll say this. I outlasted him. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but a girlfriend of mine, she knew what I was going through because she was going through something similar with him we were on the same um, team. And she gave me Romans 12.9, which Is exactly what I needed and it says, let let love be genuine for what is evil, hold fast to what is good. And that just meant so much to me because it got me through that time. I I had to remember that the evilness of the moment would very soon pass. I need to hold on to love and I need to let love shine and I need to make sure I stay true and good no matter what was going on. So I keep that with me no matter what season I'm in because it's a good reminder, and it's a good reminder for me on how I should treat people. There are always going to be people out there who may have more or know more or be better than I am at something, and I should not allow that to affect how I treat that person or how I receive that person. Because I'm a true believer that we can learn something from everyone. I know a lot about paper crafting, but I can still learn from another paper crafter. I can still learn and do learn from new papercraft because they see things differently. Mm. But evil will exist when we let it exist. And when we say no and we let light through, then evil doesn't stand a chance.
0: Amen. Amen. When you were thinking of leaving corporate America, I'm sure that was a heavy decision. Did you, did you pray on that? What was your process? How did you know that you-
1: I prayed I would be laid off. (laughs) That's what I prayed for. And I'm not lying when I say that. There were several times after I last, I last to there were several times when I would let my manager know, if ever we need to downsize, please put me on the list. I would never just quit a job and do that to Mike. But I was okay if you guys let me go because I can say, okay, they decided they wanted to let me go. I didn't just quit. But I was so unhappy in corporate America. I was so unhappy playing the corporate game. And I had been with this company for over 16 years. And it truly was a game that was played. And it was that whole political game office mess that goes on and I was pretty tired of it and every time that I would have you know my performance be, and I'm a very forthright and very honest person and i have always going to believe if you don't ask me if you don't want to know and you know they always ask you the question where do you see yourself in five years and my answer would always be not here God willing because <laughs> I, and the thing was that I was good at what I did so um, they knew, and I knew I was good at what I did, and I knew what I knew, but it just wasn't a healthy environment. It was just so toxic, and we get complacent when we've been with the company for so long and, you know, the paycheck is steady, and you don't quite know whether or not you should step out of faith, and, you know, God hears our prayers because in August 2017, My company said, we are relocating to Texas. Do you want to come? (laughs) No, I don't. So, (laughs) so I got laid off. Mm -hmm. And I took a whole lot of time off. And I was very tolerant. And I was debating whether or not I wanted to go back to corporate America. And I knew that the minute I applied for a job, I'm going to get a job. Mm -hmm. And so, in 2016. 19, I applied for a job. Sure enough, I applied that day, got the call that afternoon, accepted the job, worst mistake of my life. Mm. Mistake from day one. And I just knew that, okay, I hope this ends soon because I can't do this. I just can't. It ended. And at that point, I told my, I said, look, I don't want to do this anymore. I really want to make
0: go of what I'm doing to do. So here I am. And so did was was Posh Paper Lady born sometime after you left the first job? Or had you really always been Posh Paper Lady? Posh
1: Paper Lady has been around for a while. So I have been a posh paper. I started out as uh, my paper fairy because people used to tell me I was a paper fairy. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'll go with that name. And then I didn't like it. So,
0: posh paper lady
1: has been around probably
0: for about eight years now. Mm. So, it's been around for a while. And um, your branding just is on point. I mean, you what what you do is is and I and I speak outside of the um, the actual uh, projects that you do. I think your branding and just how you present yourself, the the introductory videos uh, are just really on point. Very well done. You know, you definitely know. I don't know what you what were you were doing in corporate America, but it's clear to me that uh, you understand branding and, and all of that. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that that really that really works for you. Um, you surprise us all the time with announcements and changes and things. So, what's next? Is there anything you can share with us?
1: Yeah, I will share this. I'm not ready to show this, but I don't know if you noticed behind me looks a little different from my studio at home doesn't it yes yeah so I relocated to um a home studio I still have my studio in my backyard but I have been so surprised at how this has grown and the need for more space was there and unfortunately in my community I can't expand my uh, craft studio anymore because of HOA rules but it's just amazing how things work because I woke up and I told Mike that I really think I need to get some more space because it's just so much. And I went online and office space became available in an old renovated hosiery meal. Wow. And, And it was exactly what I wanted. Exactly. And so I called the lady who had it matter that afternoon, signed sign the lease the next day mm. and everything just fell into place so that's the news that I can share I'm not ready to show the finished look because I'm still working on putting everything together but it's I think it's beautiful and it has the growing space that I need
0: yeah that's really exciting I think we love going to the backyard with you uh, mm-hmm. what will that become will that become a true she shed now
1: or were no. you- <laughs> so, Mike wants it. He's not getting it. And I've made that very clear. <laughs> My daughter, she wants it. She's not getting it. And I've made that very clear. My plan is I will keep a studio there and I will have this because there will be times when the weather might be so awful that I really don't want to get in the car and drive. It's probably easier for me just to go out to the backyard. Mm-hmm. Plus, um, I'm not always going to be here. And that truly is a place at home that I'm able to just go to and reflect on the day. And, you know, it's like colors, everything in it is mine. So, no, there, it won't become anything other than a crafting studio with a comfortable area for me to take a break. But it will always, and I will still film there most of the time because it's all of my camera now. All of my stuff in there is mounted from the ceiling. All of my lights from on the ceiling. So it will always be set up for a
0: point. Okay. So, you know, I never know who's going to be listening. Uh, so mm-hmm. if someone is listening and they are wondering, should I get into paper crafting? And if I do, um, who shall I follow? Um, what would you say to them?
1: Okay. I would say, yes, you should get into paper crafting because if you're looking for something rewarding, Something that um, is easy to learn despite how it might not look that way at face value. If you want to learn a craft that will bring you so much joy and satisfaction and allow you to create from the use of your own two hands something absolutely amazing, then paper crafting is the craft that you definitely want to be in. And of course, you should follow me. Why would you follow anyone else? <laughs> You
0: only need this channel. And if there are people who are listening uh, because they uh, they have a religious tradition or a faith, I can see taking any of your projects and turning them into, you know, maybe more of a faith-based or, or even religious item. I, I think that would be very easy to do. You would just have to change the decor. Right. So
1: last um, year uh, was my second holiday season. And I wanted it to be even more inclusive, so I was able to find some Hanukkah paper. And so I was able to do Hanukkah graphic. Mm. This year, it was such a challenge. Um, I was trying to find some Kwanzaa paper, because I got asked about that a lot. And we can't find it. I mean, it's very difficult mm. to find quality Kwanzaa papers. But I did, and I ordered some. So it'll be here probably next week. So... This holiday season, I am looking forward to crafting for various uh, religious types, because I do believe that paper craft should be all-inclusive. And, you know, I don't know what I don't know. I didn't know anything about Hanukkah, really, except it was the Jewish celebration. Mm -hmm. So I did a little bit of research to educate myself, a little, so that whatever I was doing would not be offensive. And that's very important to me. I don't want to make something just because I make it for, you know, non-Jewish people. I use papers that are generally for the Christmas holiday. Mm -hmm. And for non-Christmas celebrated people, I wanted to make sure that I captured the spirit of whatever it is that they celebrate, even though it might not be aligned with my faith. So... That was very important to me, and that is still very important to me. Um, And when people bring things to my attention, if they say, well, can you craft for this or this, help educate me on it. And I'll most certainly give it a try because I don't know what is offensive in certain religions and what is not. And I would never want to do anything that was not representing anyone's religion. In the best life, because the one thing that I will say about this channel, and you've probably seen it in the premieres, we have people now commenting from all over the globe. And you know, this joy of paper crafting is the one thing that we all have in common, and I think that's a great starting point. So, when the people bring differences to that starting point, I want to be respectful of those, and I want to make sure that I celebrate and capture those in a way that is true to whatever faith or belief it is that they might
0: have. Well, thank you so much, and thank you so much for for being here uh, and talking with me. Uh, I I knew that I wanted to have you on the show just because I just think of joy uh, when I go on and, and see your interactions with your with your fans and just the passion that you have, um, for, for what you do. And just like our opening statement from, um, from your fan, um, she's going to be a paper crafter now just because she can see the passion that you have for it. So, and, and I think that in this time, we all need a bit of, a bit of passion and distraction. We
1: We do. We all need a bit of passion, distraction, and kindness. I think now more than ever, um, you know, we should hold on to each other, and just get a little bit more kinder, a little more understanding, a little more tolerant. And we do those things. I think we'll get through this pandemic. You know, unfortunately, people's lives have been touched in such a negative way. And even when they made it through the pandemic, their lives will never be the same. But as a society, as a humanity, we can treat each other a whole lot better. And I'm a big believer in that. And there is, this pandemic should not be something that divides us it should be one of those things where we're all fighting together
0: to defeat that one enemy which is the enemy and that's so important amen amen wise words well sherry thank you so much for being here we appreciate it um everyone you can find her show on youtube under posh paper lady she airs uh, her videos uh, in the mornings at seven o'clock on the weekdays
1: so during the week, it's actually 8 o'clock Eastern time. It is. It is 8
0: o'clock Eastern time because I'm on Central. That is correct.
1: And Saturday and Sunday is 3 p.m. Eastern time. Is there
0: anything else that you'd like to mention?
1: No, I think I, I think what I want people to know most of all about me is what you see on the channel is what you get. And the joy that you think that you might be seeing on the channel is not fake. It's real. What I express on the channel is real. And my respect for the time that people give me, because you don't have to, you have so many other ways that you can be spending your time. That time is so appreciated by me, and it, you know, I can just never say it enough how thankful I am for the wonderful community that I'm a part of, and then this wonderful, crafted family that we created online. It is just a true blessing, honor, honor, privilege for me to even be involved with guide, with you guys on this level on YouTube. It, it just means the world to
0: me. Well, and you mean the world to us, so thank you for, for being there for us and, and, and making us happy. We, we really appreciate it. And listeners, thank you for listening as always. Uh, we appreciate you being here. If you have not, make sure you subscribe or follow this podcast, or you can text the word PJOY uh, the letter P and the word joy all together to 22828 and you will receive emailed uh, exclusive updates on upcoming episodes and contests and all kind of fun things like that. So we'd love for you to stay in touch. Thank you for being here. And as always, this has been the Positively Joy podcast. Farewell for now.